existing on. <laughs> Alright, hello and welcome to Mount Davis, the first episode. My name is Tony, and I'll be your host. Um, usually we'll do this with a few other people, but... But they're gay, and they didn't show up. They flaked out on me for the first time, I guess. They'll be on the second episode, but guess you gotta do things yourself if you want to get started yeah I'm talking to you Robin Nate my name's Tony or a little bit about myself my name's Tony and I'm a fifth year econ major at UCSB um, I'm finishing up my five years about time you know you know everyone's got to go at their own pace you know I can't I can't I can't expect to fulfills everyone's expectations you know so I mean yeah I'm taking my time you know enjoying myself which is what we all should do you know um other than that I am pretty bored with my life and well I wanted to find some inspiration so I looked I turned to sports um I'm a pretty avid sports fan um little history into my teams. I'm an Indiana Pacers fan. Go Victor Oladipo. I'm a diehard Oakland A's fan. Hence the name Mount Davis, if you if you know. It's a inside reference, I guess. Um this is a Bay Area based podcast, but we will be talking about most sports. Anything from soccer, baseball, football, Golf, tennis, question mark, MMA, that's a big one. Um, like today, today's UFC 249. I'm filming this right before the prelims. So, I mean, yeah. We will cover most sports and we'll, we'll also, um, um, we'll also give out sports picks and stuff like that. Um, Anything else? Uh, I'm pretty excited for this podcast. I mean, we're just regular dudes talking about sports. So, I mean, there's not really any advantage to you listening to us. It's just whether you want to or not. Um, I believe our conversations will be entertaining. I know they will be explicit. Um, I like to smoke weed a lot, so I'll probably be smoking throughout the show. Drinking, smoking... Well, how does that song go? 1993? Hold up. Pour me a drink up. Let's get fucked up. Oh, let me find it. Yeah. Since 1993, I've been smoking weed. Ask about me. But yeah, man, we're here to have a good time. We'll be doing this, I think, bi-weekly for now. Really, um... I don't see... Pour me a drink up. 
Let's get fucked up. Oh no, it goes roll up, pour me a drink up. Let's get fucked up. That's the motto of our podcast. Not really, but we'll see. Um, this is my first podcast, so I mean, take it easy on me while I get comfortable and get better at it. I mean, I still have to learn all the editing process and uh, a lot of stuff you got to pick up before you want to start one of these. I mean, this isn't even like, I don't even have a microphone right now. It's off my laptop mic. So, yeah, um, that's that. We'll, we'll build our way up, you know? I mean, the goal of this podcast is to set ourselves up to where our job consists of going to professional sporting events, getting shit-faced, and maybe even record an episode after. That would be the perfect job. Um, I really want to be an Oakland A's uh, season ticket holder, so baby steps, you know? With the support of you guys, you know, I think we'll get there. Um... Yeah, maybe we might we might meet him, even invite you guys to a tailgate or something. Invite invite the crowd, you know. That'll be pretty fun. That way we could uh, get to know each other a little better. Man, it's weird doing this with one person because you got to get used to talking to yourself, and I mean you have to have a pretty pretty good imagination for that. And um, I mean with today's youth. <laughs> Yeah, that's that might be a problem, but as I as I get better, we will get more fans. And ooh, Tyler Hero is trending. <laughs> All right, so Tyler Hero got a new uh, haircut, and he's getting his shit. Fixed by his barber. He got that like Russell Westbrook braid or whatever. But people out here like, oh, be looking like Sinjin. Tyler went from Tyler Hero to Terrell Hero. <laughs> the black Spideys. <laughs> Shit's pretty funny, dude. Um, but yeah, man. Okay, so let's move on to our first topic. Life without sports. Now, I'm starting this podcast during the midst of the coronavirus. and Coronavirus! And you already know what the fuck that is. I don't need to waste your time on all this fear, propaganda and stuff. But they took something near and dear from us. Sports. So right now we're living in a world without sports for the next 30 minutes because Dana White is our Lord and Savior. And we are going to be watching UFC 249 tonight. Don't worry, guys. I got my picks for you guys. Anyways, yeah, coronavirus stays fucking up my plans because, I mean, I was supposed to go to opening day for the Oakland A's game on uh, March 26th, but a week before that, they shut down the country, and I was like, wow, go figure. I mean, I was a little mad, but I mean, with the situation at hand, you can't be that mad, because then you're just selfish. But I mean, I had tickets behind home plate and everything, and you guys might have seen me on TV, and 
yeah, that shit hit the fan real quick, you know? Um, how are we holding up? I mean, I'm holding up pretty well. Better now that Korean baseball is paving the way for sports during the coronavirus. And, I mean, UFC comes back tonight, so I'm doing pretty well, you know? I'm going to wager a couple hundred bucks on that. I'm going to try this one strategy. Um, I forgot where I read it, and I even forgot the name, but I'm going to start with the first fight and basically bet margins on what I win until I lose all my money. But the goal is to not lose your money. So if I keep compounding and go 9-0, and oh, I'll have $5,000 by the end of the night. And I feel pretty confident on the main card. So I'm... I'm guaranteeing you guys a 5-0 main card right now. Um, I know no one will follow these picks because no one's going to listen to this. But, I mean, hey, 5-0 is 5-0. I mean, we'll have to find out. But And again, this is before the actual event. But it will be posted after. So you get to see if I did it right or not. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, lately people have been talking about restarting sports and they're trying to find ways where we could avoid all this coronavirus stuff, um, and restart the leagues. Cause I mean, the coronavirus like stopped the NBA in the, like two weeks or like a month before the playoffs. And well, I mean, LeBron really wanted his fourth ring and it looks like he was going to get it until coronavirus. Uh, I saw this tweet yesterday and it was like uh, uh, I stopped LeBron from getting a ring starter pack and it was like Curry, Kawhi, uh, J.R. Smith <laughs> and KD we're going to add the coronavirus to that because well LeBron totally would have won this year I mean nah Pacers got it <laughs> We just got Oladipo back, and, well, we weren't looking that good. We were actually doing better without him, so we need to figure this shit out, man. I mean, Sabonis definitely stepped up. Miles Turner played like Miles Turner. Didn't really do much. I mean, Sabonis was out-rebounding him. Isn't Miles Turner, like, three inches taller than him? Like, he should be out-rebounding the entire team. But Sabonis is doing that, so, I mean, we're paying the wrong people, man. I would look to trade Turner, honestly. Get a good pick for him, or... I don't know. Better player? Like, don't get me wrong, he's good and all, but... Dude needs some work. And, I mean, unless he steps it up in the next season, like... His ass is gone. Um... But anyways, the NBA or Adam Silver has been proposed to by Vegas and Disney World Resort in Florida to host the NBA playoffs where they would hold a small little two-week camp for the, the teams to get back into shape. Um, if, this was, if this were to happen in Vegas, they would be uh, housed in the MGM casinos. They would have access to all the casino floors, but... It will be one block that's quarantined from the entire Vegas Strip. And, well, players will be able to interact, but, I mean, very limited. 
And I mean, there's ways you could do this, but like the logistics seem impossible. And if it's hard for the NBA to continue, imagine what the NFL's going through. They just released the schedule, and I mean, everything's presumed to be going, but if this shit gets any worse, they can't. But I mean, think about it. If the NFL somehow finds a way to get on TV, they're going to make a shit ton of money because they're going to be the only sport on. And, well, if you have a monopoly over sports, you're going to make a lot of money. And, well, yeah, time to invest in their in their media contracts. ABC, Fox. Wait, no. Yeah, Fox. Well, where else? CBS? Where, wherever they show NFL games, you know? Invest in all that, because that shit is going to go up. Um, lately, I've been focusing on the KBO. The Korean baseball organization is paving the way for these plans. It's giving us hope in a time of need. It's nice to have a little hope. And, dude, have you guys seen their uh, backflip montages? Like, they're, okay, their fields are shorter, so there's more home runs. I mean, not really. The juice ball probably proves more, but, like, I mean, they're not strong enough to hit it. 380 feet so they, it's like 360 or something like that bat flips apparently is part of the culture which I'm totally for too many pussies in baseball nowadays like oh you bat flipped in my face well maybe you should have located better I don't know don't let like as a pitcher you I shouldn't be hitting home runs off of you um, but yeah, I mean, we should reintroduce that competitiveness into sports. I've been watching The Last Dance, and i am just been mesmerized by Michael Jordan and his competitiveness. Again, guys, I don't have a gambling problem. Just a competitiveness problem. But yeah, man, like, his com- his drive was amazing. And, like, to win it, uh, like, first of all, shout out to The Last Dance for bringing that back I mean I didn't have a chance to grow up with uh, Michael Jordan so I mean to see that to relive that for them to set it up the way they are it's really giving me a whole new experience on what the game was like before you know LeBron and yeah but I mean the culture needs to change I mean uh, first off they should allow technicals I want, I want, I want, I want taunting. I want showboating. I want a streetball aspect, basically. I don't want no soft shit. A foul for being touched. Like, no, I want, I want. I mean, if it's a hard foul, yeah. Like, you shouldn't do, like, you shouldn't be doing these hard fouls because it will lead to, like, a risk of injury for the players. But taunting and showboating, give me all that. Like, just think about... Dame versus Russ, like, for every game. It's like, man, give me that. If you guys want to increase your ratings, you know how to do it. You guys are just pussies. Same thing for baseball and football. I mean, come on. Let me see that. These are the best players in the world. Let them duke it out how they want to, man. 
Um, but in a time where we are looking for solutions, I have come up with the perfect plan for the NBA to finish the rest of the season and to give LeBron his fourth ring. Antarctica. Build a facility in Antarctica. Ship all the players out there. Test them beforehand. Ship them their food. Send them with their families. Send them everything they need. And just spend two or three months out in Antarctica where there is no coronavirus. And there won't be because we won't let anyone with it go over there. And well, yeah. I mean, just play it out over there. I don't see why not. Fuck it. We lit. Alright, um, betting is back. UFC 249 tonight. Um, I could read you guys the main card, but the... The main event is gonna be Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. And let me tell you, man. Tony Ferguson is a dog. His last fight with Anthony Pettis got called off because Pettis' hand broke. I mean, dude, he was beating the fuck out of Pettis anyways, but... I mean, Pettis is one of my favorite fighters, too, but... Ooh. That fight was a dog fight. Blood and everything. And, man, I mean, I'm going with my man Tony Ferguson, but... This is definitely gonna go the distance. And if you want to catch it at plus 300, now's your time. Um, co-main event is Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz definitely has the statistical advantage. He has height, he has reach. But, I mean, he lost to Cody Garbrandt, and Henry Cejudo beat that nigga's ass, so... I'm gonna go with my man Cejudo. I know he's a fucking showboater and shit like that, but... The king of cringe or whatever, but dude... This guy's a fucking monster in the cage. For his size, dude, this guy is aggressive as suck. Third fight, Francis Ngannou versus some guy I can't even pronounce, Rosenstreich. Um, you gotta go with Ngannou right now. He's the most dangerous puncher in the in, in the. <laughs> I was gonna say NBA in the UFC, man. So, either hit him up in the minus two hundred range or. Uh, minus 175 for knockout, you know? But I don't see it going any other way. Oh, oh, this next fight, I'm, I'm, I'm really calling my shot here. Jeremy Steffens versus Calvin Qatar. Calvin Qatar is, like, 20 and 4. Hey, 420. Um, but, um, I'm definitely gonna bet on my man Qatar, and I'm definitely gonna bet him winning by knockout you could almost guarantee it uh the first fight of the main card is gonna be greg hardy versus jorgen de castro now this is where my where i have my problems greg hardy greg hardy is a former dallas cowboy and uh a wife beater <laughs> and well jorgen de castro six and oh so if you want to be on the side of god tonight we are putting our money on Jorgen de Castro. So, I mean, Jorgen de Castro, he's like plus 250 right now. So, no matter how big the odds are for Greg Hardy, I'm going to go for Jorgen, the undefeated record. So, recap Ferguson, Cejudo, Nganu, Qatar, and de Castro.
Uh, as for the prelims, Anthony Pettis is one of my favorite fighters. Showtime Pettis. He he brings people, you know. He is the showboater. He is the thing that I want in all sports. Fucking, he could get some gnarly-ass kicks out of nowhere. Like these handstand-looking kicks. And, man, if he connects one of those... Dude, I think he was. It was it him that that had like that off the cage kick on that one guy, like uh, like ten years ago or something like that. Anyways, um, that's the main event of the prelims, and well, you know my man is going with Pettis. Pettis and by knockout. Easy, right? Perfect. All right, man. The early prelims are about to. St- Start and I gotta get my my picks in. So I'm gonna just do a. There's only two fights, so I'm just gonna do a small parlay. Um, and just a favorites parlay, you know. Um, hopefully build my bankroll up for the main event. That's what I like to do sometimes, you know. Trying to make a little money before the real betting starts, you know? So, here we go. Let's see the odds on my thing. You got Ryan Spann, Sam Alvey. Damn, this guy's a minus 450. This is... Oh... A 12-0 guy versus a 12-3 guy. Charles Rosa versus Bryce Mitchell. What do you think, guys? Uh, you got you got to go with the undefeated records, right? Right? All right. Um, let's see. $20? Fuck it. $20 parlay. That probably won't mean me that much, honestly. It's not even, uh, it's not even even odds, man. I mean, that's what I get for. Is it even worth it? No. Yes. No. Yes. Minus four fifty and minus two hundred. Fuck it. Doing the first match, Vincent Luke or oh, I'm gonna do a Nico Price at fourteen and three. Just cause the other guy has more, more losses. Now this is where I go wrong. Oh, here we go though. Twenty one to win ninety eight. Let's go. got my picks I mean that's who I'll be watching today well yeah this should be fun guys I mean
Okay, so this guy Christian Pena on Twitter thinks Dominic Cruz is going to upset him. Upset Henry Cejudo, like... Let's see. Balance. I mean, honestly, I'm just going to... Uh, like, fade my parlays. Damn, so I got four parlays right now. I got a underdog parlay. You got Olenek, Cerrone, Jorgen, Ross Struick, and Dominic Cruz. 10 to win 1,800. I got... My most confident parlay, Pettis and Ganu Cejudo Ferguson, 50 to win 205. I'm definitely gonna fade Cejudo on that one. Um, Qatar to win by TKO, 20 to win 50. That's plus 250. Um, I got another one that I feel pretty confident about Pettis to Castro Qatar and Ganu Ferguson. This one doesn't have Cejudo, see? That one should be fun. And then my three-team parlay for the prelims should be cool, too, if it happens. So somehow, if all these hit, I mean, I'll be one rich dude. Um, other than that, I'm going to do some main event uh, parlays later. But yeah, this was the first episode of Mount Davis. Um, there, uh, there will be a lot more added to this. This is just kind of like the intro to it. So, I mean, I don't even know how to sign off right now. So, I'll just say bye. Bye. If you're listening to this, UFC 249 already happened. And, well, to say the least, I promised you guys a 5-0 card and went 3-2. It's really shitty. I mean, overall, I hit most of my bets. Like, the early prelims, the prelims, they were all over on rounds. I went two for two on the early prelims and four for five on the, no, 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 three for four on the regular prelims. But once we got to the main event, that's when we started hitting our problems. Um, anyways, <laughs> I promise you guys a five and no main event and well, Ended up going three and two, which is not bad, but still, I wanted to go five and zero oh real bad. Um, congratulations to Justin Gaethje. He fought an incredible fight, and what can you do, really? He proved he was the better fighter, and. Well, that fight lost me $500, or cost me $500, it didn't really lost me $500, but 
<sighs> now, I mean, not the best move, but I mean, definitely my most successful UFC event by far. Like, if I started with the proper bankroll and watched my units and, you know, did what a normal sports capper would do, then I would have came up, like, you know, uh, $400, but no. I had three parlays riding with Tony Ferguson, and with the remaining bankroll, I decided to throw my eggs, all my eggs in one basket and put it all on Tony Ferguson. He was outperformed, and Justin Gaethje fought a hell of a fight. So props to him, and I'm looking forward to seeing him fight Khabib. I mean, maybe if Khabib would have fought Tony, then Tony would have had a better chance, because they were more... Khabib's not really a striker. And man, you should have seen Gaethje. He was fucking Tony up. They call this guy the boogeyman, and a white guy was giving him the business, like, nah, damn, okay. <sighs> so anyways, that's that, and well, I mean, it was the most action I've gotten in like two months, so I guess the price was worth it. In the long haul. But. Man. I wish I would have won that Ferguson fight. Wait. Hold up. Shout out to Dana White for putting on a UFC event in <coughs> the midst of the coronavirus. And well, this paves the way for sports in a world of corona, I mean. To put it all together, it was a great day for sports. Um, we really took a step forward. I know I included myself in that, but... You know, I'm part of the sports community now. So, I mean, it works out at the end of the day. And, well, now that now that uh, Dana White put this on, it paves the way for future events. I mean, there's scheduled fights. So, hopefully, other leagues can learn from this and, well, you know, Put on a show, because I definitely want to see the NBA playoffs. I definitely want to see football. 
And most of all, I definitely want baseball back because, I mean, honestly, that's my best sport to handicap. And, well, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of sad that I could have won a lot of money, but, hey, if you guys follow my picks and follow them regularly, you guys would have won um, money. The fight I was most hyped for was that knockout on Stephens. Uh, I forgot his name already, but man, I was so hyped for that. <coughs> I ended up making most of my money on that fight, so I mean, it wasn't a total loss. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, uh, to tell you guys the truth, like, I'm, that was a really good event, and again, props to Gaethje, he, he fought a hell of a fight, like, Tony, I've never seen Tony Ferguson struggle like that against the fighter. And, I mean, I knew Gaethje was going to keep up. But, man, that ending was horrible. Like, okay, it wasn't that bad. But when you had the plus 300 decision, like, anybody could have won. And I would have gotten an extra, like, three units off that. But it ended in the last minute of the fifth round. So if you had Gaethje winning in the fifth round, man, ooh, plus, I think it was like plus 3,000 or something like that, at least. And well, <sighs> you can't hit them all, so on to the next, right? And well, I am looking forward to the next UFC event because... I'm actually pretty good at UFC betting. I I realized and if you guys follow me, you guys will make some money. Just don't do it as recklessly as I did. <laughs> Again, I'm doing this first episode solo, so in the next episode you guys are gonna meet Rob Cartwright, my host. My co-host. And eventually Nate Zickerman. My other co-host. And well. Once we get all those guys on board. You guys will see. How fun we could get. <laughs> Nate and Rob are. One of my. One of my closest friends. So. We get, we get along pretty well. And like the conversations we have are. Pretty, 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 pretty worthwhile if you, if you think about it. I mean, the point of this podcast basically is to talk about sports, which I'm doing right now, but it would be nice to have other people in the next episode, I guess. I reflect it out on me last second, but I mean, it's the first episode. I can't really blame them. I mean... No one's going to listen to this probably for a while. 
hopefully. And well. We could do better. We could do a lot better. Hold up. To tell you guys the truth, I'm recording this in my backyard and I'm still a little self-conscious about recording and stuff, so you guys just gotta get used to it. Bye. Okay, 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 okay. Um, it was a, it was a good day for sports. And well, And none of the another news today was the anniversary of Dallas Braden's perfect game. Again, we are all Ace fans, so we we celebrate that because that was like what the nineteenth perfect game in MLB history, and well, it was something special. I wasn't there to witness it, but I've heard a few stories from people that were pretty involved in the Ace community, the Twitter community. And well, if you guys listen to Starting Nine, Dallas Braden is on that podcast. And well, he's a funny dude. Um, hopefully one day I'll meet him. I haven't met him yet, but hopefully once we establish ourselves and. I'm a season ticket holder, and I'm sitting behind the first base box. I could have a bunch of conversations with him about, hopefully, his perfect game and his his talent of broadcasting. Ooh. All aboard. Next up, Powtown. <laughs> I should probably just include the sound bite. But, man, shout out to the Ace commentators. I mean, they have the best catchphrases. And that baby's gone. Like, come on. Every time you hear that, you're hype. And this is why I want baseball back, man. I want the home runs. I want the grit. I want the pitching. I want... I want the A's to win the World Series. I want to live to see the A's win the World Series. And I'm pretty sure 2020 was the year for that. But, man, coronavirus just got in the way. It kind of sucks, but... And everyone keeps talking about the Astros and how they're still the division leaders. And, I mean, they are the Western Con... Or, like, the... West Divisional champs, but I mean, we were coming for that ass, and we're coming to take the throne. So, I mean, once we get started, hopefully, and I mean, hopefully, we play this season because I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of the last seasons we have Matt Chapman or Matt Olson. 
Marcus Simeon, I'm sure, is going to want to stay with us since he's born and raised. But, like, when you have a talent like Matt Chapman and Matt Olson at the corners, man, the Yankees are going to come for them eventually. That's the problem with small market teams. I mean, we breed. We're like a farm system for the entire MLB, man. We have quality players, and we trade them away before we are able to do anything with them. It kind of sucks because, I mean, if we could afford them, we would love to pay them. But, I mean, but when you have a talent like that, they could be paid so much more. And that's where the money aspect comes into it. Like, these guys are world-class talents, and they deserve to be paid top dollar. If the A's can't offer that, then the Yankees can. And, I mean, I know the Yankees are our worst, like, our rival. Honestly, I hate the Astros more. What they did in the world of baseball was fucked up. I mean, telling pitches, man, that, like, as a pitcher and a batter, the relationship those two have is sacred. Once you violate that... It goes against everything baseball stands for. Like, pitchers are out here playing chess with the batters. Like, you know, you throw two fastballs up high, you're, you're up 0-2. Batter's thinking, oh, fuck, is he, is he going to throw a strike? No, he's going to throw an off-speed pitch. It's a slider, bottom left corner. Like, ugh. Once you know what's coming, it kind of gets rid of that aspect and I mean you could take the approach that Trevor Bauer did and show what pitch is coming I mean you could try and hit it but you're not going to be able to hit it that's what was pretty funny about Trevor I mean what the Ashes did was fucked up and I mean people say oh it's not a big deal blah 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 we're still good players um, we would have won the championship anyways. I don't care what argument you use, man. You're a sorry-ass motherfucker once you're stealing signs through a camera in center field. And if you're using a trash can, like, you are the trash can. And, like, sorry to bash on the ass shows, but, man, if you were a part of that shit and you were just letting it happen, man... You do not deserve to be in the game of baseball. I don't care how good Alex Bregman is. I don't care how good Altuve is. I don't care how good Correa is. I mean, Altuve was like one of the least players to use it. Same thing with like Josh Reddick, a former A's player. But they have been held accountable, but man, like they should have gotten a worse punishment. Like. That sacred bond between the pitcher and the batter. Like, as a batter, your job is to figure out the pitcher. Your job is to get ahead in the count. Your job is to wait for a fastball. Once you know what's coming, it's you could kind of just sit back there with your dick in your hand and just wait for the next hanging curveball. Like... <sighs> I've seen the videos, and you could totally tell the reaction speed from the Astros. They already know what's coming. 
and they deserve everything that's coming to them. Anyways, enough for the baseball rant. I don't know, I guess I'm still depressed from the UFC event that I could have won big. But then again, I decided to put all my eggs in one basket, which is the main rule for stocks or any type of money, passive income aspect. You don't want all your eggs in one basket. I mean, I was feeling risky. I wanted to feel the pressure, but Tony Ferguson really let me down. But I mean, he's a 36-year-old. 36 years old I mean You eventually gotta come down From your throne right Oh and another thing Henry Cejudo Retired At the peak of his game Man What a way to go out Like He was just like Yeah I think I'm done Like I fought everyone That I've needed to fight I just wanna go spend some time With my family I'm 33 years old I'm rich as fuck. I want to go play with my kids. I want to be there for them. Like, I respect that guy, man. I know he's the king of cringe, but, like, man. That guy has his priorities straight. And, I mean, he did beat everyone he needed to beat. Like, uh, Dominic Cruz was the tallest guy he fought. And the way he was fighting him. Man, I'm gonna miss that guy. What a dog. And just like that, Tony Ferguson, one or two more fights left. If anything, he wants to fight Khabib, but he's either gonna get the rematch with Gaethje or get the winner of Khabib and Gaethje. And I mean, Khabib has never lost a round, so... I guess I'm going with Khabib, but the way Gaethje fought, man, that guy deserves so much credit. When the whole world was against you, and you were like, fuck it, I'm going to fight my fight. I'm going to have fun, and I'm going to keep having fun. He said something about, like, oh, in past fights, I would be having fun, and then I would get complacent. Or something like that. And I was like, no. You're getting your ass beat. And then you stop. But this fight was different. This fight was him. Calm. Cool. Collected. Getting clean strikes. Waiting for his opportunity. Not inviting Tony Ferguson. Like, Tony Ferguson was establishing the pace the whole fight. He was controlling the center of the ring. He was doing everything. And, uh, whatever. Another takeaway from the UFC event, Bryce Mitchell. That guy is a motherfucking monster. He was an early prelim fight. And his grappling game is insane. His next fight uh, better be against fucking, what's his name, Ryan Gracie or something like that? No, no, Ryan Hall. Uh, I forgot his name. Something Gracie. (sighs) But yeah, man, like... 
they gave it their all and they came out on top, you know? So hopefully we learn from this experience and come out on top next time. No, I guaranteed you guys a five and no card, but three and two's alright. <laughs> I like to think so. <sighs> Apparently I had the same parlay as one of my favorite handicappers that I get my picks from. And I didn't buy his picks, but I definitely had the same parlay. Like how could you be advertising shit when there hasn't been sports on in a while? Um, I'm not going to name any names, but this guy was like, oh, $100 for my parlay. Bet 100 to win 500 Definitely going to win. And, I mean, he got to the last fight like me, but we all lost the last fight. And, I mean, I had an opportunity to hedge with Gaethje, but I said no. I was greedy, and I learned from that, so... We'll see next time if I repeat the same mistake, but I was so confident that Tony Ferguson was going to win, man. Shame, shame, shame. Anyways, it's getting pretty late, and I got work tomorrow at 6 a.m. Hopefully, once we establish ourselves as one of the funnier, better podcasts, then I won't have to go to work at 6 a.m., and we'll only be dealing with being honed over after a fucking crazy walk-off win or, you know, going to the NBA playoffs or March Madness or anything, really. But it's going to take your guys' help to get us there. So, I mean, if you guys like this podcast, like, keep listening to it. That's all I really want. Um... Once we, once we really get going, I think, I think you guys will, will prefer us over any regular podcast. Like the only thing that comes close to what we're doing is part of my take, and they're they're funny guys like Barstool Big Cat and PFT and Hank. Those guys are <laughs> class acts, and hopefully. Oh, once we get more comfortable, we'll be able to define our personalities just like them. And, I mean, they're like 32 years old, so maybe it was like, you know, 10 years. I'm 23, so, I mean, in 10 years, we'll be at the top of the sports world. And that's when we'll invite you guys to all the tailgates and... Like, once I'm a season ticket holder, I'm basically going to be going to every A's game and going to be holding a, a tailgate every Saturday game in the parking lot. So, you guys are welcome to come once I announce that. But if you guys want that, we're going to have to step up. Um, eventually, we're having guests and interviews. And segments, as of right now, I don't know which segments to do or what interviews to book. But as of right now, I have connections with Shane Beaver, the Cleveland Indians pitcher. For those of you who didn't know, he pitched at UCSB. And I happen to know his girlfriend. So 
hopefully she could get us in with that interview. Um, I also have a close friend that's friends with Jackson Hayes from the New Orleans Pelicans. So, I mean, once we get the interview with him, I'm sure we'll get a lot more listeners. So, stay tuned for the announcement. But we're probably looking at six to eight months before that can happen. We just need the base, a good base. <laughs> all right, then that's all for the first episode of Mount Davis, and well, we'll see you guys next time.